Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Huff. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Good morning, Britain. We'd like to formally announce that this is episode 131 of Miss Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Dan Rhodes and Matt Hulse. Hello, welcome! Where's the applause? There's no applause. Because uh, it was a radio broadcast, Dan, from the 1930s. You don't get, a, you don't get applause, you only get uh, rations. That's, that's what it was all about. That was a difficult time for everyone. <laughs> Especially yours. We weren't even born yet. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was a really difficult time for me because I just wanted to be born and I wasn't yet. What time, if you if you had to choose a year to be born, which which year would you say? Would you? I actually, climate change aside, always think there is actually no better time to be born than than now, because everything mm-hmm. is always better now than it was before. Future. Uh, I mean, okay. When I mean that, I mean like genuine quality of life. I'm talking about like yeah. um, health. I'm talking about working conditions. I'm talking I mean, about prejudice. It still <laughs> exists, but it's way better than it was. You know, go you back any time a few decades. It's 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 worse, isn't it? However, maybe if I was born in the '60s, I would be able to live in my own home right now. Yeah, I mean, like honestly, that was a very <laughs> straightforward answer to what was meant to be a silly question. <laughs> but you answered it the true answer though, because like, um, I'm not sure if you ever saw the BBC free uh, BBC. Uh, Dracula series. Um, you, you, did you see that? The free part? Uh, no, I did not. It was it was very good, but uh, uh, no spoilers. But there's one point where Dracula is commenting upon um, the richness of uh, current uh, human life and human life at the moment. He's been like, around like, a long time. It, it, yes, <laughs> Dracula has. Um, uh, that fi- yeah, fictional Dracula has been around for a really long time. Uh, since uh, we can say any any time, I suppose. But like he um. But the thing is, uh, yeah, he said like basically we like we we live like gods. We can travel like anywhere in a day. We got to live in houses. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, I mean, some people will argue it's not that good because I don't know climate change is probably the big one. But um, no, I genuinely think when you think of like quality life, if you'd have been born any other time, like mm-hmm. I think about this for a while, like if you'd have been born in medieval times, have you ever had any injuries in your life? or gone to hospital for an operation, that were you not alive today, you probably would have died. Welcome to Myths, everyone! <laughs> well, well, interesting uh, um, an interesting uh, way to start the chat. But Dan, how are you doing today? I'm very good, thank you, Matthew. I am excited. It's sunny. It's actually bank holiday when we record this. So Absolutely. yeah, good so, vibes. By which I mean it'll be released in three months' time. Three months' time, yeah. But it might be <laughs> another bank, bank holiday, holiday, so we'll be good. Fingers crossed, everyone. And uh, you know, it's been a real pleasure to have you all back. And uh, yeah, uh, like we're yeah, we've got a lovely response in the last episode. It's really, I think people appreciate us uh, putting out these episodes. So I'm glad we're we're back at it, Dan. We're fighting for it. This is like we're doing pretty well, actually. It only took me a while to edit the episode, but now I have a lot more free time on my hands. It's at the end of a very very busy period for me, Dan. And uh, I'm gonna sleep for a week when then all this is done. Why has it been not? Why is it not busy? Uh, why is it not busy? Yeah, oh. you were so busy. Why is this? What has stopped? What has? 
Good question. Gone wrong in Matt Hoss's life. So, um, not wrong. It's just that, I, you know how I like to add a lot of projects to my roster? You do like to double book yourself. I don't, I can't forget that things need to uh, uh, have space in them. But like, uh, um, so uh, yeah, with, um, so uh, I've, I made the Twinge Festival, which is a Twitch fringe festival online, which has gone really well. Today is the last day as we record. And it's, uh, yeah, uh, that's pretty emotional. Uh, there's been a lot of hard work. I organized and set it all up and did everything. I literally set up a fringe festival, Dan. That's that's what I've done in, in lockdown. Uh, Very impressive. I've also, it's pretty cool, right? Oh, I said impressive, not cool. <laughs> you know what? You had fair rights to do that. <laughs> that's absolutely fair. Um, I, and also, I would like you to rank these. Not immediately. I'll tell you what they are, and I want you to rank them and what you think is most most worthwhile and most interesting. Okay. Okay, okay so uh, I'd also... Um, uh, Castable Season 4 has just ended. We just finished with a two-part from John Robbins, a dream guest I've had for, like, you, you know, I, like, essentially... my, my like perso- John Robbins? My persona is kind of based a, a lot around his stuff, um, but... Uh, yeah, or, or at least it, it mirrored it. Um, maybe not copied, but very much a echo of of that. Uh, but also, um, yeah. So that came out. That was quite uh, quite a lot. And Castle has been tough this uh, this time around. Um, if you don't know what Castle is, please check it out. Download it. Five stars. All all jazz. Um, is that rude to do so early on? I don't well, know. I'm gonna get every single episode. So why would today be any different? <laughs> Are you upset, Dan? No, I just think it's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah I see the pain behind your eyes. I mean, you're basically um, plugging your own diary right now. I am. Uh, well, this and the last one is kind of. Well, uh, I also um, I had to do a stand up show yesterday in Leicester, and I haven't done stand up for a very long time. <laughs> so uh, it went pretty well. Um, I just talked a lot, uh, and well, that uh, is the I nature talk- of the game. I, it would be awkward if you just stood well, there in silence. There was a lot less jokes than I had anticipated. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, I was just kind of just hitting around, really. Uh, there was no formal plan. I feel very comfortable in front of the audience now. Yeah, I mean, I'm just figuring out. And that out. was different to your usual stand-up comedy because... Well, I would care a lot more about the quality of it. <laughs> now oh, I'm wow. Just like... Okay, wow. Normally you what? care about the stand Wow, okay. That's interesting. What do you mean by that, Dan? Nothing. No, nothing. I just sorry, no, I was no, thinking about No, yeah. nothing, nothing. No, you're yeah, you're an on, amazing stand-up on. comedian. I I really yeah. loved watching you over the years. Well, why why don't you uh, just say what's on your mind, Dan? Because uh, we can kind of assume what's happening. Have you got the balls to say it? Go on, say it. Say it, you little shit. My house isn't funny. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'm joking. No, you're actually very good. Do you remember I complimented you? Didn't I? When I came to see you in Wimbledon, and I said that your act was vastly improved. Thank Since you. the days of the old. Oh man, I used to be so bad at stand up, like ridiculously bad at stand up. <laughs> no, you were never. Uh, no, you were never bad. I think you've always been good, actually. I think you've always been good. But even like, that's that's the compliment is that even though you were good before, and that you were really like I don't know, very professional. Oh, thank you. It, you know, what? I just think it's um, yeah, with stand up, it kind of like uh, I think I found my voice and who I am a lot more, and that's why yesterday I just kind of like, I didn't mind. Yeah, I just I was doing my thing. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think it was a long way coming. But um, the, the final thing uh, out of the four is I finished this week uh, on my um, in my my day job. Uh, I work for a mental health charity, and I set up a uh, an online um, kind of workshop over the summer for people who are like anxious and stuff like that. And we uh, we did a the final week this week, and we did a ceremony online, and uh, all, all a lot of the parents came on and said some really nice stuff, and I felt very very upset and. I'm not upset, just 
emotional afterwards as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like you try and do a job that no one really cares about, and uh, but then people say how much they appreciate you. It's very nice. That is nice. Thank you for sharing. So now rank those experiences <laughs> one to four. <laughs> well, uh, number one being good. Well, top. Uh, yeah, number one. It's num- uh, the, the top. Okay, let's start with in at number four then. We'll start from the bottom. Yeah. In at number four, I think the thing that was least cool was probably... Oh, this is going to sound harsh. No, yeah. I don't Go know. On. I don't know. Probably the stand-up, actually. Uh, yeah, why, why the stand-up? Uh, stand-up just because it's something you do a lot of, you hadn't done it in a while. I feel like it was easy for you to just go up there, do your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. In at number three mm-hmm. is mental health charity. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's sad because it's ending and it's cool because it's necessary and it's important that we have these discussions. Mm-hmm. However, it's not as cool as two and one, which is number two that you did the festival. I think that's very impressive. I think that's very Thanks, good man. that you took that on. Um, and number uh, one is um, John Robbins because he's a personal. You're a big fan. He's a personal hero of yours. Absolutely, I think it's one. Oh, thanks, man. That's I can't believe you put Castle as number one. That's that's uh, that's cray cray. I, okay. I, number... I threw up in my mouth a little bit, but <laughs> your principles have been rotten. Um, um, but yeah, I think uh, um, yeah, it's been a quite uh, a, a, a rumbunctious time for me, but I'm really happy to be back and uh, I've got more time to do more myths and. Uh, chill out a bit more but um let's go and uh talk, talk about new beginnings why don't we start a brand new fresh leaf of a new mythology shall we then yes i'll see you on the other side matthew episode 131 last time we finished off the the mayan civilization not finished them off we, the well spanish. the spanish finished them off <laughs> um moving on to a new mythology this is season three where we are doing the whole of the world which is a Mythos- really open-ended one. Oh, by the way i should really quickly mention literally yesterday in the staff room at work good friend of mine at work natalie was talking about podcasts no, actually, no, what actually happened was she was asking me what I was doing at the weekend. And I was talking about some stuff. And then I said, oh, I'm also going to maybe do, record a, my podcast. Mm-hmm. And then she said, you're what? And in that moment, I realized she didn't know. And then I explained to her and she found it on her phone. And she listened to a good 10 minutes of the last episode. episode oh, my God. Yeah. The Hummingbird. And, Thank um, the Lord. <laughs> big fan of the jingle, I must say. Yes! Thanks. Which ones? As in, yeah, like, she the... said, who wrote this? I find it really catchy. And I said, oh. Matt wrote that. Oh, thank you. That's actually so kind. Oh, that's nice. Oh, thank you, Natalie. Hope you enjoy. Do send us an email because no one has for two years. So <laughs> please do, Natalie. Um, uh, podcast at gmail.com. I should also joke, there was a bit where she looked at it and was like, oh, oh, you've, a- you've actually had listeners. 
Yeah, like, like I was like, no, no, we do have listeners. People do listen. I we we I think because we we create a culture where we pretend that no one listens to this, but actually it's it's more popular than I remembered. <laughs> like we get a lot of downloads actually. That's actually, I joked with her when she showed me. I saw some of the numbers and I was like, oh, that's gone up. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we haven't really looked. Maybe we we got one very persistent listener. Probably, probably. <laughs> who is listening to shall I say serial killer levels of this podcast? Yes. If um, you've listened to this ten thousand times, fair play to you, mate. Fair play to you. Um, but Matthew, do you remember what civilization, what mythology I decreed last episode when we ended the miners that we would be doing today? Yes, I remember it vividly. I've been very excited for this all week, genuinely. Uh, I think this is the best step to go into and in, uh, in our direction. Uh, it's going to be, I think it's going to be eye-opening because we are looking into the Celtic mythology. Correct. If by Celtic you mean Chinese. <laughs> What? Did you get them mixed up? Yes, I got very confused. <laughs> no, basically, real talk, people, real talk. Mm-hmm. I did do. I, as Matt will um, concur, actually, you know, we have different roles. Matt does all the editing and everything to do with the podcast. Mm-hmm. All I have to do, my one job, is write a description, which, let's be honest, I didn't even do last week, and. I find the myths that we we read out, right? That's my thing. I do the I put the myths up, we do it, and then Matt edits. Anyway. I spent a long time the other day, and even yesterday before like last night, trying to find Celtic stories that were more than three sentences long. Yeah. It's very, very difficult. And I've been doing a lot of research into it, and it turns out, if the internet is anything to go by, um, Actually, Celtic stories haven't been passed out. They're, they're not really written about. Actually, a lot of them have been lost mm-hmm. um, because of oral, because of various things. Um, but oh, well, when I say oral, I mean the, because yeah. of oral. Language, just, <laughs> I mean, it's uh, a weird way of storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and it's actually very difficult. Now, they do exist, but very much in, like as, as uh, Matt will concur with, again, with other things that we said um, and other myths sometimes, you find stories, but it's only a set. You know, someone will just say, hey, this is in Celtic myth. They believed in this. Anyway, moving on. And it's like, whoa, where's the actual, you know, it's very difficult. There's no story. And when you do find a story, it's not very long. However, what I have found, it seems, is a relatively decent amount of Chinese mythology. Mm. It's incredibly rich. Um, I've been thinking that actually we were going to do this after the Celts, but I'm thinking, you know, I'll try and see if we can find some stuff about the Celts. It's just going to take a bit longer. But for I, now, Matt, mm-hmm. if you will allow us, I'm thinking we'll do the next few episodes a little bit of Chinese mythology, a little bit of ancient Chinese proverbs and uh, stories and great. stuff like that. That's... There's a lot of interesting uh, and weird and wonderful gods and stuff like that I've been looking into. So I think Here's we're going to have de- a good time. The deal here, though, like I, I was going to struggle with Celtic pronunciations. Uh, <laughs> Chinese ones, I don't have a hope in hell. But... Actually, by the looks of it, Chinese ones are actually very easy to pronounce. Okay, well, we'll wait. Well, I can already see one, uh, which I think is going to be a bit hard. But, um, yeah, uh, so I think it's fair to say that we, we, we're we not experts on uh, <laughs> we're not experts on anything. But that uh, is we definitely, get... if you could take one thing away from today. It's not <laughs> you, you can not take a lot. Anything. Take a lot of things away. Uh, actually, but, yeah. arguably, the thing we're the least expert on is actually the thing that we do the podcast on. 
For sure, absolutely. Um, but also on top of that, like, so we're, we're going to approach this with uh, respect. We're not going to, uh, if we do make mistakes, uh, yeah, we're not doing it intentionally or uh, out of malice. Uh, yeah. We're just, uh, just two idiots. So yeah. hopefully that's... Any terrible Chinese accents on Matt's part. We, we are not we doing that. We will apologize for. We are not doing that. 1000% not doing that. <laughs> and don't, don't even think about doing it now because I know you would. Oh. And then I have to edit it out. <laughs> that is okay. I'll be good. Um, what about oh, if it's actually... a really good Chinese accent? I thought the oh, rule yeah, of accents true. was that you Go can do it. them if they're actually good. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. No, I, I can't mean, do that... a good one. I'm just saying, what if I perfect it? Would you allow that? Is that allowed? Uh, I don't. I thought the rule no. of accents was that you can do an accent that isn't your own if if it's genuinely good. You can kind of get away with it. I think that's cancelable territory around there, and uh, <laughs> I think maybe fine. Maybe... I won't do any accents. Dan, can you stop doing the accent. I find it offensive. Uh, Matthew, may I start today's myth? Oh, yes, please. Please do. And uh, let's go into uh, our first uh, first episode of Chinese mythology. Take it away, Dan. Pangu is a prominent figure in Chinese creation mythology. Is it different to Pingu? Yes. It's Pangu, <laughs> the Chinese god of creation, is, okay. spoiler alert, different to the cartoon Pingu. Mm-hmm. I just want to make that very clear. I don't want any confusion. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. To this day, the Zhuang people sing a traditional song about Pangu creating the heaven and the earth. So even though this is ancient Chinese mythology um, dating right back thousands of years, um, uh, yeah, the people of China still, still, um, you know, it's still culturally, um, you know, they still uh, talk about these gods. It's still very mm-hmm. in their, their consciousness. So yeah, exciting awesome. times. In the beginning, the universe was nothing but chaos, and the heavens and the earth were intermingled in a big black egg, being commonly used as an analogy. All right. So, uh, <laughs> what does that mean? Um, one thing I would say is every creation myth seems to start with chaos, does it not? Have we had Absolutely. any creation myths that haven't started with absolute chaos? Well, you know what? I actually think it's to do with empire. Do you know what I mean? Because like, if all these things come to empire, and I was actually listening to a podcast about the Mongolian Empire, and they took over China in the 13th century. And Shout um, out to Genghis. Uh, Genghis, actually. That's how they pronounce it. Genghis Khan. Dan is either frozen or sad. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to tell which one, but um, anyway, continue, Matt, because I think you're about to say something poignant. Uh, yeah, but like, I think it's to do with empire because, like, um, and also just maybe just religion stuff like that. It's about it's about order and structure, isn't it? You're trying to create yes. the most efficient model possible. So saying it's about contrast. And like before, it was chaos; it was all like random matter. But now it's um, it's order and structure and, and normality. Do you know what I mean? And chaos. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, it's it's a, a good way to describe nothingness, right? It's just kind of like um, there was nothing, now there is. Mm. Nice. Is that good? That is good. Nice. I am edging closer to a BBC Radio 4 panel. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a massive black egg. Mm-hmm. It, that is the universe, the egg. You're, you're, you're a black egg. That's really rude, actually. Well, but an egg like who? So what came first? Is big black egg or a big black chicken? Uh ooh, that's next week's myth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
cool. So, uh, what what was it's one of those chickens? You know the Indonesian black chickens you get that the skin is actually black. Have you ever seen those before? No. Like when what? you like roast, like if you were to like roast the chicken in the oven, it would look like you know how they look like it. It was all it's black because even the skin of the chicken is black. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Interesting. Anyway. Pangu was born inside of this egg and slept for 18,000 years, during which time the yin and yang balanced as he grew. Now, Matthew, I hope you're familiar with the yin and the yang, obviously a big symbol in Chinese philosophy and Taoism and Jewism. Uh, yeah, so it's um, it's kind of the it's that symbol where it's a circle uh, with a, a white bits uh, swollen into a black bit and uh, a white dot in the black bit and a black dot in the white bit. Yeah, Symbolising you need a bit of both. Yeah, balance, it's dualism, right? right? The good with the bad, the love with the hate. It's all about, you know, balance. The mm-hmm. yin and the yang. It, out of us two, because I feel like we're yin and yang. Which one are us? Am I yin or uh, am I yang? Well, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I actually don't know which one is good or bad out of yin and yang. <laughs> Maybe we're Do both you know yangs. which one is which? Um, let's have a look. Uh, yin is the passive female uh, principle of the universe, characterized as a female, and to sign with uh, associated with earth, dark, and cold. Yeah, Ooh, yin is dark. That's you. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I feel like you're passive and dark and cold. Yeah, and what's yang? Uh, yang means you have a massive wang. No, <laughs> let's have a look at yang. Uh, yang is. Do you think other podcasts do all this before they go on air? Yeah, but where's the fun in that? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> fucking nerds. Like, oh, look at me. I've done it. Oh, we have a Google Doc. What more do you want? I, I, uh, oh, it's a masculine active principle, um, which is exhibiting light, heat, or dryness that combines with uh, yin to produce all that comes to be. So I feel like kind of masculine energy, and I'm pretty alpha. You are pretty alpha. Yeah, you are pretty alpha. Okay, you can be yang, I'll be yin. I think we're both yins, actually. You know what I mean? Yeah, probably. There is no balance in this yeah, podcast. There's no, there's no balance. Um, so yeah, he's been asleep for 18,000 years. I feel like you um, you could give that a good go. Yeah, I, I, you know what, I, um, that's the after twinge is finished. That's how long I'm going to be sleeping for eighteen thousand years in a big black egg. <laughs> when Pangu came into existence, he realized that he was confi- confined in a very tight space. He began to twist and writhe, eventually breaking the shell of the egg and emerging into the void. It's quite vivid, isn't it? Yeah, and earlier it said it was an analogy. What's an analogy for? The I don't know. The universe, the womb. I don't know. McDonald's. McDonald's. From there, there are at least three different versions (gasps) of the story. Okay, this is important. This is why I wanted to start because I've been doing a lot of research in Chinese. Because of the nature of Southern China have their versions, Northern China have their Mm -hmm. versions, Western, you know what I mean? Because China's a huge country, let's not forget this. And also, because I listened to a podcast last night, it means I actually know more than I thought. Uh, Um... There's also different empires in um, China. It's not just one conglomerate state until there were, Mongolians stuck over. So there's a lot, of course, there's going to be different tellings of the and, story. And China famously, it broke up a lot, didn't it? Like the mm-hmm. Han, different dynasties, Han, Tan, Ming, all those guys. Um, yeah. All those guys. <laughs> like, <it> was, <laughs> <laughs> we're quite the scholars, aren't we? Yeah, no fucking cunts, mate. 
you know, famously, dynasties brought in different things, different, yeah, but, um, and each time it changed, you know? So a lot of, I think, a feature of, of Chinese mythology and moving forward as we do the episodes will be that a lot of these will have different versions, which isn't, other things we've done, Egyptian and Greek, they they often have one main version and maybe where possible a slight, oh, actually some people say this happened, but it's never a big deal. Whereas in Chinese, it's, it's almost like a whole completely different things happen in different versions, but all mm. to do with the same creation story or the same, you know? So, so um, it's be interesting. Kind of, kind of a bit like Spider-Man in the way that um, it's been rebooted several times, and but now it's all coming together. For, yes, of course my heart's found a way to liken... Chinese mythology to Spider-Man. Is that insensitive? You excited for the Spider-Man film, Matthew? Dan, I've obviously done so much research on it. Yeah, you know I mean, I've obviously figured out everything before it's even come to air. I, I am, I'm one uh, one night session away from being a conspiracy theorist. That's how close I am on this. People are really freaking out because Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire aren't in the trailer, but they def- they're definitely in it. It's basically a live-action multiverse, and it's going to be insane. But like. Right, we should we should move on because we don't want to make it a really long podcast. Because I'm gonna, I have so many things to say. But final we'll thing, about this saying, one final thing is that I'm glad they didn't put it in the trailer because you need to hold summit back. Yeah, you know I mean, you, you can't just give it all up front. Yeah, you know I mean, like and that, like obviously it's a trailer. They're trying to get you to go and see the film. Yeah. You fucking idiots. You know what I mean, like 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 well, why? What, what, and it's done know, its job because everyone's talking about it. Yeah. Anyway, Matthew, thanks. can you give us the different versions of the story? So I've I've started. He's in the egg, slept for eighteen thousand years. Pangu, the god of creation, is broken out of the egg and entered the void. What happens next? Okay. First, number one, Kaching. In the first, the cracked egg created the heavenly bodies, and in some versions of the story, the earth. The light egg white floated up to become the clouds and the stars, whilst the dense yolk sunk down and became land. The two halves of the shell became the sun and the moon, which that's cool. I that's like cool. that. I like that like, too. Although that would mean that as a vegan, you wouldn't be allowed to live on in the universe. <laughs> yes, that is true. That is, but it's fine. You'll be okay. Yeah, it, yeah thank you. Because I feel my guilt's coming through. I think it's fine though, because the egg, as we established, we don't know if it came from a big black chicken. So it might have, you know, maybe it's just it a might big... not be from an animal. <laughs> it's an immaculate conception egg. <laughs> I wish that was the title of this episode. <laughs> um, right. What I'm so... confused about is if he was in the egg, how comes it has a yolk? Because the yolk is when it's not fertilized. But if he was in it, he would have had been fertilized. Well, maybe he was there for so long it grew in a yolk. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, number two. In other versions, however, yin and yang themselves were used to create the land and the sky, while the egg made only the stars and the planets. Pangu split yin and yang with his axe, so they became two opposite elements in perfect balance. Sorry, can I just say, he has an axe? Yeah, that was my question as well. Where did he get the axe from? Was he just born from the the eternal void egg with an axe? And a yolk. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty cool. Damn. I mean... What else did he, what else other things do you think he had? I in love how earlier they were like, when he realised he was in a confined space, he wriggled and writhed until it broke. Just use his axe. He's got a goddamn axe. Uh, like, and also like, <laughs> no wonder why it's tight. You've got a fucking armoury in there. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I've got a fire rocket in here. I've got my skateboard. It's like, have a clean out, mate. Nice. He's a hoarder. 
Um, so, but in both of these stories, the heaven and the earth were constantly attracted to one another. Pangu placed himself between them and pushed the sky away from the land. So that's agreed on an old accounts. He pushed the sky and the land. A bit Atlas style, kind of, but not really. Yeah. I, I think it would be a very taxing job, though, wouldn't it? You know what I mean? Yes. It prob- yeah, do you know what? I, I, I think holding up the heavens and the earths would probably be a bit tiring. But then again, if they're floating away, maybe it's quite light. You know what I mean? I could hold space. up an eggshell. <laughs> yeah. So he held the sky in this way for 18,000 years. He really loves doing stuff in 18,000 brackets. He does. Every day, both he and the universe grew. The earth grew 10 feet thicker, whilst Pangu grew 3 feet taller. So he pushed the sky farther away. Hmm. That's um, that's that's a that's a long shift. Also, I like the 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 very specific mathematics involved. Yeah, and here we go. Someone's uh, worked uh, out the ratio of how much he's at. he grew three feet while the Earth grew ten feet. Yeah, and well, it's not exactly we could uh, put a ruler to the sky and be like, <laughs> yeah, this actually is uh, the precise measurements of the sky. Um, but yeah, um, wait. So you're saying this didn't happen? I I I am not qualified to say yes or no to that answer. <laughs> right. Um. So after eighteen millennia, Pangu stopped growing. When this happened, he died. <laughs> and his limb. <laughs> uh, that always happens in these stories. Always <laughs> happens. Every goddamn civilization myth it always ends in the person that creating it dying. Uh, he died, and his limbs became the four pillars that stood the hold the sky. He so. He's had a miserable old time because his his uh con- what's it uh, his his rate of being grown in the womb is the same as his life. So like that's the equivalent of uh of being a nine month old. You know what I mean? Uh, so he um he, he barely had a life really. Uh, and when he died, he's still working. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was reading in some versions actually before I put them in that they were saying that he um yeah he he's in um, Chinese mythology he's he's um pictured as like. Basically, a dwarf when he's in the egg, he's really small. But as he mm-hmm. grows over the eighteen thousand years, he becomes bigger and stronger until eventually he becomes depicted as a giant. So there's like the evolution of of Pangu is sometimes depicted. He's like little and then he's big. Yeah. Okay. And uh, do you want to do the next bit? The effort of breaking free of the egg exhausted him, so Pangu fell asleep. He died in his sleep, and his body changed over time. So, oh, sorry, this is a different version. Sorry, this is another version. Okay, in other versions, the effort of breaking free from the egg exhausting him. So Pangu fell asleep. He died in his sleep and his body changed over time. The last of his breath became clouds. His body became the land with his spine forming a great mountain range. His teeth and bones became metal and gems. His That's veins made great canyons and ravines, the blood that flowed in them becoming rivers. So his that suddenly became been... rain. His voice was preserved as thunder. Ooh, that's nice. There's definitely this kind of imagery we've had before, like um, like giants dying and that and their body the becoming. Landscape. Yeah, one hundred percent. That was a big thing in Norse mythology, was it not? For sure. Even the fleas that lived in his thick black hair were transformed. I mean, he's been living in an egg for eighteen thousand years. So yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and if you're holding up the sky every single day, you don't have time to go to the shop and get yeah, a he's comb. Not his hair. I mean, yeah, they became the animals that inhabited the land before humans were created. His hair became forests in some retellings of the story. 
In others, it drifted upward and became the stars. Wait, hair? Yeah. <laughs> his pubes are the stars. <laughs> his eyes floated away from his body. The left eye became the sun, while his right eye became the moon. So there's two versions. His limbs still also became the four pillars that held the heavens up. So they always agree on that. Okay. So the end, by the way, that's how the world and the heavens were created. I think this is a very odd creation myth because there's a lot more and a lot more questions than answers here. Do you know what I mean? Because firstly, does that mean that we have evolved from fleas? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, we we we're, we're just ticks. That's what we are. Just... Yes. Wow. Okay. Um, Dan, if you um, like, what other parts of the body do you think would uh would turn to things? Like, what 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 would his uh, heart turn into, for example? His heart would turn into the core of the earth. Okay, and what would his um kidneys be? <laughs> his kidneys would turn into. Trying to think of what a kidney does. It def- like it helps um, with like. Diabetes. It's a dam. Yeah, it's a dam of some kind. I was going to say. Yeah, it's Hoover yeah. Dam. Filtering. Yeah. yeah. And its penis is obviously Trump Tower. For Trump sure. Tower. Yes. Yeah. All right, uh, Matthew. Okay. Shall we rank this mother? Yeah. Let's go. Hey there. My name is Matt Huss, and in this link, I have an American accent, and I advocate the safe use of missed podcasts in small doses. As per usual, we we always rank these myths on a scale of one to forty, uh, and uh, well, not really, no, well, four to forty. But anyway, uh, but what what it is is that we uh, we rank it on four different sections: that's life skills, morals, creativity, and WTF. Uh, so yeah, let's get started and look at the life skills that we had learned from this, and I think there's a lot. Firstly, we we uh, learn how to make an omelet by creating the universe. <laughs> we learn how to make a heaven and earth omelet. <laughs> we learn how to break out we learn how to use an axe we learn mm-hmm. how to hold the heaven and the earth up mm-hmm. um, we learn how to make stars and planets we learn we how learn to how make to animals s- we learn how to make mountains and rivers we learn how to sleep for a long time and do a long shift a long time. and Pangu didn't complain he was like alright uh, I'm doing this shift no, no worries he's just left. like this <sighs> Well, I guess no one else is here. I may as well create heaven and earth. And I, I love how he dies. Like, well, but I just die now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sleepy. Oh wait, I'm gonna die now. And my um, limbs pop off. I don't his know. Limbs popped off. Yeah, but you know, a decent amount. We learn a decent amount. I think all creation myths tend to be pretty heavy on the life skills, or else they wouldn't be very good creation myths if they haven't made anything. I um I think that it's gonna be a seven for me. I agree. Actually, wow. Once we agree on... We've getting good at this agreeing recently, actually, I, I must say. Gone well, on the days of you going crazy high for no reason. I think since the pandemic, and I'm not blaming the pandemic for this, I've been more reasonable in this. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I think when we're in person, I get very competitive about it. And now I have other things in my life where it's not the, my only thing, so I don't care about it as much. <laughs> That's true. That is true. All right, morals. So we these are the morals, ethical... really. I don't really know, actually, if this is particularly hard. Do... Creation, creation myths, again, tend not to be too high on the morals because it, it's more about creating life rather than it's not really a moral, you know, it's not about, you know, lo- teaching a lesson about love or hate or redemption or revenge. It's just a guy making some stuff. So, but I think there is some, if not many, um, 
it's important. I think Gene Yang as a concept is quite good morals, and the fact that he split it in one version, sort of an axe, suggests that that's not great. Um, um, also, um, uh, the moral of like chaos into uh, life is uh, interesting, and also. If you're struggling for space, don't fucking pack an axe with you. That's what I would say. That's a good moral. <laughs> uh, the things you learn when doing myths. Um, I think also maybe is there a moral about the sacrifice, like the way that he slept and he died, so that well, he he was willing to hold up for eighteen thousand years the heaven and the earth, so that it could grow and become and nurture and, and become what it is today. Yeah, I think so. I think. Um... I'm thinking maybe a four or three. Yeah, I was going to four or five, but I'm happy to go with four. Yeah, four. Four. Okay, we've got seven and a four. Creativity. So these are, how creative was it? The narrative, the kind of intricacies of the storyline. Um, do we think it told us, taught us something? Um, what are you thinking, Matt? I think it's creative, actually. All the different versions. Yeah. Um, you know, how his limbs became the four pillars, how his hair became the stars, how the yoke floated up. That was very vivid. Oh, I love the fact that egg whites are <laughs> the center of the universe. You know what I mean? I love that. How just, and it makes yeah. sense. You know what I mean? Like, because if you're cracking an egg open as part of your diet most days of the week, you you can quite, it's, a, it's an easy way to describe what it is. You know what I mean? Um, I just, but yeah, I think it's good. I think it's a nice way of describing. Yeah, and the, and the imagery of him like growing three feet taller whilst the earth grew ten feet. But like, that's very creative. I like those specificities. <laughs> and uh, although we've seen it before, that the, the yeah him becoming the landscape is interesting. And also on top of that, um, yeah, holding up the pillar like it, like it feels like it's a mixed bag between a lot of different cultures. We have the Norse stuff with the the limbs being ravines, but also. Yep. The Atlas vibe uh, from Greek mythology, um, and also yeah, um, that, that's that's all really <laughs> just two examples. But uh, I still think it's interesting. It's nice. It feels like a typical one, but in a it still has its own vibe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I like it. I like it. What are you thinking? Hmm, a six or a seven? I think. Oh my god, I can't believe it. I was literally about to say six. Yeah, six. So do you want to do it out and give seven, or should we say six? Six. Let's six, go okay. six. WTF, Matt? So this is the what the fuck factor. What the hell were some of the things in there? So we've got him just being birthed out of an egg with an axe. Yeah, and we've got his fleas becoming animals, and we've we got him being a dwarf and then growing. And also, <laughs> how? Why is it so specific? The eighteen thousand years. That's kind of weird. Yeah, for sure. And um, his life wasn't very long in comparison to his congestion period. You know what I mean? Yeah, so... we've got him taking, my I add, a well-deserved nap after holding up the heavens and the earth for 18,000 years. And then he, oh yeah, spoiler alert, dies. Like and, mutual... and we didn't really focus too much on it, but the first thing he does as soon as he's breaking out the egg in one story is he goes and fucking hits him with an axe, yin and yang, dead fast. That's the first thing you do. That's the first <laughs> thing you do, mate. Um, he's groggy. He's just been asleep in an egg. Yeah, but if you're like Tan, you've you have slept a lot around me. Uh, you you are very you you like a nap. If you're coming up from your post nap, do you think you can swing an axe? Uh, yeah, no, I, mean, I need a bit of time. Yeah, you need you need a bit of time for sure. And uh, you know how some people work shit. You know how like you know police or ambulance they'll work shift patterns where it's like four days on, four days off. That's essentially what he did. Eighteen thousand years off. Eighteen thousand years on. Eighteen thousand years off. He just has very long shift patterns. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's uh, 
well paid, well paid stuff. Um, but I, I don't. If I'm being critical, um, there's not nothing really shocking in this. Uh, apart from the the hit with the axe, there's no violence. Um, uh, it's um, which isn't necessarily WTF, but there's nothing. Is his blood becoming rivers messed up, or is, I suppose that's quite normal for a creation myth, actually, if we've got to look at it in the context of what it is. Uh, well, I think the limbs and the eyes are the weirdest thing for me. Yeah. Like the fact that his uh, his eyes from the sun and the moon—that's pretty mm. mad. Uh, like they just pop up out of his body. I think and... I think a four or five. Yeah, I think five. Yeah, I think it's average. All right, so okay. we got a seven for life skills, a four for morals, a six for creativity, and a five for WTF. That gives us Matthew Hoss a score of drum roll, please. Ooh, I'm doing a drum roll. I'm doing a drum roll. Thank you very much. Oh, I can even hear this drum roll. You probably can't. Twenty two. Have you enjoyed today's uh, myth? To Do you know them? what I have? Um, sorry to all the fans of the Celtic uh, mythology that were helping to come in, but it's going to take a bit of time. And I'm glad we did. This is going to be interesting, I think. This was a good one to start with. We always start with creation myths, otherwise that would be weird. You've got to start chronologically. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. how did you find uh, that? Are you excited to uh, hear some more Chinese gods? Absolutely. And I think, um, but uh, I, I think um, we should do the Celtic one, but that. Like a one big session, we do yes, it. Yes, I was going to tell you that in a off-air production meeting, but we've done it now, so let's let's say that we're probably going to do that. We've saved one or two, maybe maybe two episodes, Matt. Maybe we can yeah. like, yeah, I agree. But yeah, it's been good. I'm looking forward to doing Chinese mythology, and it's something I really don't know much about, so it's going to be fun learning. And also, but I feel like we do know a lot about different myths now. And uh, w- the one thing I kind of took away from today is that we actually know a lot about creation myths. And that's really what this whole season is about, isn't it? It's about looking at the, how things manifest in different mm. cultures, right? Yeah, you actually don't realize how much you learn doing myths until I'm doing a quiz or someone mentions something. And I'm like, oh, I actually do know that. Because it, it, these things are all over like pop culture. These, you know, the Greeks, the Romans, the Egyptians, the Norse, the now the Chinese. Like it's, it's everywhere. And and it's funny how we can like tell. You know, we notice parallels between this one and some of the Norse ones and some of the Greek ones. In fact, this was kind of like you say a mixture of the two. Mm-hmm. You had the Absolutely. Greek because it's like Atlas holding up the you know heavens, and it's also a bit Greek in the sense that there's chaos and then there's nothing and then there's something. But it's also Norse in the sense that he gives back his body and become parts of the world. So. Yeah, a nice yeah. one. Um, and if you enjoy this podcast, do email us. Podcast podcast at gmail.com. gmail.com. I lied earlier. Uh, we have got an email in, uh, and not just spam. We actually have one from Alex Hoss. Um, we can uh, we can read it out now, or it's um, basically just give, doing a story request for Maori mythology. I'm sure we'll get around to that at some point. Thank we you. We will do the Maoris. Yes, absolutely. New Zealand. New Zealand, Matt. Um, yes. Okay. Awesome. Uh, did you have a good wedding, by the way? Alex Hoss got married. Yeah, a very not... lovely wedding. It was nice. good. And uh, I got That's to hang out with... Uh... Brother, by the way, if that wasn't clear. Yeah. <laughs> I don't go to all of my fans' weddings. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want me there, I'll do it. Like, if you want me to do comedy at your wedding, I am very cheap. Yeah, Matt from Miss Hog Podcast fame will happily officiate a wedding. <laughs> I will not officiate the wedding. <laughs> well, actually, it doesn't cost that much to do it. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do your wedding. Um, a myth's wedding. Oh my god, should we get into wedding planning? Should oh my we start god. a side business, Miss Weddings. Miss Weddings? <laughs> what does that even mean? Every wedding is just the Battle of the Lapiths where a Cyclops comes. Oh my and god. Kill- uh, yeah. Sorry, um, centaurs come and kill everyone. I mean, 
Uh, that's you know, if you have a really annoying family member, it's like your aunt June is a bit of a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, let's uh, let's, let's go and take her out. Um, anyway, Matthew, um, they can also find us at Miss Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Um, anything else, Matthew? Anything you uh, want to add about today? Please follow me at Matt House Comedy on all platforms, uh, especially Twitch. And uh, yeah, I, I would I would say check out Castable, but I think I've already done that today. But uh, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, just uh, keep in touch, everyone. Like, uh, if you enjoy these episodes, the kind of use it or lose it. Yeah, you know I mean, like uh, we can we would happily do a lot more of these. Uh, just let us know if you enjoy it or not. You know, like uh, uh, if not, we'll just slow down. Um, but uh, yeah, we we want to do as much as possible. So if you want to, feel free to add to our numerous five star reviews. Absolutely. Oh my god, please do, please do. And uh, say what your favorite thing. Are you a yin? No, we yin? actually do have 17 five-star reviews. That's not bad. That's pretty good. Um, we also have 300 one-star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's it's a flawless record so far. Uh, do not ruin it. Give us a five-star. Uh, and yeah. All right, everyone. Have a lovely day. Thank you for being part of this. Um, may Pangu uh, lift up your... your Day? Ceiling. Day? Yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, I've been Matt Hoss. I've been Dan Rhodes. And this has been... Myths! Lovely stuff. Matthew, I dropped my phone in the podcast. You do that every single episode. I'm not sure if you noticed that, but you do. Um, All right, perfect.